the baddest guy in HR. What's that line? I forget. Uh, I'm Chad. And I'm Cheese. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. HR's, HR's most, most dangerous. dangerous. We talk about yeah. topics around recruiting. You should listen if you're Back. interested. Back. Or yeah. Find out more at cheese.com or search Chad Cheese Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are on the Sasshole Show today because whiskey. Two bottles. Good reason. Good reason. I still reason. need my bottle, by the way. This is bullshit. Oh, watch. Did he give you any of that? That's We're in a pandemic, bottles. dude. That's that's uh, Indianapolis rules there. I understand why Soash is the way he is. So I wonder why you're getting recruited by Hooters. Soash. That's a hot job in Indy. Hooters and uh, Costco. Hooters that's and Peaks. Take us away, Pete. Get it going. Welcome to the Sass Holes, a show dedicated to issues within the software as a service industry. Jamie, Jason, and Pete have a combined 100 years of making mistakes and more than happy to share them with you. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Today, we are joined with extreme special guests, Joel Cheeseman and Chad Sowash from the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Part two. Extreme. HR is really extreme. Dangerous focus. We rock Uh, a pop like a bandit. This episode... Is brought to you by NeuroNoodle. Hey, athletes, get a doodle of your noodle, a brain map before the season starts so you have a baseline to compare it to. You get a physical every year, right? Get a brain map. Or check How much does that cost, Pete? For you, double. Visit NeuroNoodle.com. I got to get my daughter out there. She's doing lacrosse. I got to get her out there. A doodle of your noodle. That sounds... Get a doodle. Yes. Yeah. And the owner is a great guy. Yeah. Has great clients. Love them. Love them. Keep them coming. And no, he won't advertise on your show. Uh, oh. So he he's not looking for listeners then. Okay. <laughs> pull, your, pull your noodle. Nice. Barney. He's the only one who laughs for these jokes. Yeah, go ahead, Pete. Barney. Yeah, Pete. Did you know that five out of four people admit they're uh, bad with fractions? Yeah, I know. It's so bad, Pete. It's such a bad joke. <laughs> The Isn't this supposed to be five? Yeah, it's better better the first Thank time. you. Yeah, shouldn't, Thank it be, you. shouldn't it be five fourths of people, not five out of four? I mean, that's what he said the first time. Yes, oh, I did. Much part. better delivery. You might want to run that again, that. Pete. Did I mention I have a hard <laughs> right. stop in like yeah. five minutes? <laughs> yeah, I think my forty minutes free time runs out. Uh, any shout outs? You only guys? get you so so far. No oh, shout outs. No shit. We, we've we've you got anybody time out there? Bullshitting. We got to get into this podcast. Hey, you know, there is a piece of news, Pete, that we didn't cover because oh, somebody did die. Somebody I'm go did die. Yeah. Bernie it's Madoff. A hot topic. He, he died. He died. He's feeling he the heat. Yes. Bag. <laughs> I, I mean, I was reading that article and then I forgot how unbelievably awful and crazy that whole thing was. So. So, how, uh, how much did he lose? Oh, millions, millions with yeah, that like fellow. Well, other news is, investors. Another news, sort of in the same, not in the same room, but Stephen Avery, isn't he like innocent now? Somebody came forward with that. No, making a murder. Yeah, really. Yeah, who's Stephen Avery? Making Dude, a murder is like the biggest uh, Netflix. Netflix documentary ever. So that the the funniest the funniest part about that entire documentary is they like have ten words 
that they say the entire time is like, mm-hmm. you okay? Yeah, no, yeah. me. It's like they make these sounds. They're complete hillbillies. And it's like, yeah, it sounds like they're from Minnesota. Fucking ridiculous, dude. Wisconsin, close enough. And they, I believe it was the uncle or something like that. They found him. I, I don't know if it's fully. Let me know when they release the Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, where's your background? Oh, I should so, change it. So, Chad and Cheese, man, we're. We've been doing this podcast nine months. Yeah, we still suck at it, but we suck less. You guys have been doing it for a while. Like, what's your background? Chad, you you started in the old oh. uh, OCC or Monster, right? Yeah, 98, I, 99. But as for purposes of a podcast, I was actually in radio before. And we were starting to go into the digital age in radio. So, therefore, when uh, we were looking at production – for commercials uh, at local radio stations, I actually had a hand in trying to play with that new tech. So later when we started to do the the podcast, I had a little bit of experience into that, not to mention also um, creating kind of like our, our format uh, and within radio, you have an hour, obviously. And within that hour, you, ha- you have stop sets where commercials are played, so on and so forth. So really just took that old school terrestrial radio into the podcasting era and uh that's that's kind that's kind of where we started so so how long you've been carrying joel my whole life like what would be your what would be your biggest uh advice for anyone starting up a podcast what's the most important thing uh, you know just do it just do it our first podcast was shit our second podcast was shit our third podcast was so it took us a while to be able to kind of like find our way and and overall as you jump into it know that uh content obviously matters the reason why we had so many listeners so fast is because in hr everybody's buttoned up and nobody wants to say what they really feel, but we were. And we had a bunch of old HR ladies coming up to us at events going, I've been thinking that for 30 years, but I just Mm -hmm. hadn't said it. Thank you. Right. Um, So be true to who you are, not to mention also focus on quality. As soon as we started to, really focus heavily on, you know, compression and and normalization of actual audio tracks and whatnot Uh, and and taking more time and doing that. uh, We noticed listeners actually said that they noticed a difference. And if they notice a difference, that means hopefully they're consuming more content. And, and what was it about why, why a podcast, you know, there are lots of ways to distribute your, your thoughts or content or, you know, be out in the world why was it a podcast as opposed to some other delivery mechanism? So, stick. so well, yeah. So a little known fact about us, we actually had a podcast in the mid two thousands uh, before there was an iPhone. And if you remember those days, you used to put a little audio blog in bed on your blog yeah. and then yeah. people would play it on the internet. Yeah. And at the time, Chad was had sound. Yeah. I mean, it was, right. it wasn't right. ready yet, but it, but he and I were like, Oh, let's, let's just talk. And we had chemistry and it was fun for both of us, I think. And then we left it. And then when I came back and podcasts had become a thing, he kept like, dude, we got to start the podcast again. I was like, no, fuck that. Uh, So we eventually got to a point. I said, okay, we'll put up a landing page and we'll say, if we can get a hundred people to say, we want to listen to this, then we'll do it. 
and we had a hundred plus signatures or emails come in. I was like, okay, I can't say no. Now we have a hundred people say I'll listen. We got a sponsor, which was another, uh, of my prerequisites. And I said, this is another important point as well. You have to commit to it. If you do a podcast, everyone has a few shows in them. You got to do, I said a year, I said, I'll do this for 12 months, do a weekly show and whatever else happens. And then a, a year we'll see where we are. The people who do four shows and like nobody listens and they're done, it's you're wasting your time. Like you have yeah. to commit to it, know what you're going to talk about and commit to it because you, you, you need time to get traction. I mean, Chad and I have been in the industry for 20 plus years each, which is nothing you can't teach, right? You can't teach experience. No one with two years experience can make a podcast and talk about Jobster and Career Builder in 2005 and the first monster ad. Like yeah. we have, we have context that people don't have, which I think lends itself to the success of the show. People like you guys can listen and say, Oh shit, jobster, Jason Goldberg. I remember him. And, mm-hmm. and that, that context is there. So I think, I think that's powerful as well. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I was, when I, when I started doing a podcast, when I was at, at outmatch, I always kind of figured that no one was going to listen to the first four anyway. Like those were, Those were really for me to figure out the process of getting a guest. How do you, how do you edit the thing and and how do you distribute the thing? And then, you know, after about a year, it was like, okay, I think some people are listening and that's great. I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty going to be a pretty slow ramp up. Like it's not an immediate, I never felt like it was going to be an immediate, like this is amazing. You know, there's some time. Did you feel that way too? Did you, did you have that experience? I mean, you had a hundred people say yes, but you feel like I, I, this first I definitely knew us. it would suck before it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also knew that we had, we, we knew what we were talking about. We had the network, you know, so we have thousands yeah. of LinkedIn followers. We have Twitter, like, so we have a little bit of infrastructure there sure. to build a podcast. People that have none of that, they're in a, they're in a, a really, uh, it's a mountain to climb if you have no yeah, network or no knowledge about what you're talking about. Yeah, and now we have at a the... silky voice like me, but still not. <laughs> right, right. And now we're at the next level where we we're we're over 650 episodes, and we're actually we're focusing on content uh, consumption strategies. Right, we're doing that. We're looking at partnerships and being able to mm-hmm. penetrate different new and different markets. Uh, we, uh, in two, 2019, when we used to go to, uh, uh, events, we were on 20 different stages. So we were making appearances, doing podcasts, like things, uh, and then publishing them back into, into the stream. So I think you, you have to think veritably outside of the box and, and how, a podcast is actually delivered. Uh, can you do them live? Yeah, you can do them live. We've done them live. What else can you do? And then also a lot of the promotions that we do, we give away uh, beer to listeners. We give away bourbon to listeners. We give away t-shirts. T-shirts. I got one of them. I meant to put it on. I, I, yeah. Cheeseman thought I was an idiot. He's like, nobody's going to want our t-shirt. Everybody's freaking storming the stage in London during Wreckfest for Chad and Cheese t-shirts. I I got lucky on that one. But overall, it's like, don't be afraid to step out of the box. Just fucking do it. I underestimate that. You also got to remember, you're you're talking to HR people. people. You're talking to HR people. I've been to Sherm. Those guys have zero pride in what they wear. Swag. (laughs) They'll walk out of Sherm with every ridiculous looking thing ever you can put on them. 
it's almost, I wanted to just do a contest and say, what is the ugliest, most insane thing ever? Can we give that away and see if they wear it around Vegas? And they would. <laughs> I had someone take my tie. I had someone ask me at Sherm if they could take my tie. And was that when you were wearing the orange Chuck Taylors? Was that uh, no? This predates this predates orange was, Chuck Taylors. Was there an outfit before the Chuck Taylors? Was I think it, like it was an orange, orange tie. It was an orange tie. Yeah, and somebody said, "Well, can I get the tie?" You know, so we're running out of stuff. People are grabbing it like there's no more, no tomorrow. Oh. Hey, so I got another podcast specific podcast question. <laughs> yeah, right, I don't know. Can we can we use that, Pete, oh. or no? He's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> plausible deniability so ah, you guys so, yes that means yes yeah. you can yeah, yeah right you guys so talk a good game of, so in terms of podcast like what other than your show um because you know you should always vote for yourself mm-hmm. what are some of those podcasts that either were like inspirations for you or that you still listen to you're like oh man that one that one's great for this reason you know because there are a million of them right so yeah. so what are the ones that sort of pop out to you like Gotta see, gotta read that, gotta hear so, that. So it was funny because uh, Pod Save America was one that I listened to, yeah. and and they're talking politics and they're dropping the f bomb all the time, and I'm yeah. like, I fucking love this. Yeah. And then when we received feedback, I think mainly from our wives saying, you know, should probably keep it PG 13. Well, PG 13 means you get one f bomb yeah. per show, and we were racing to that f bomb. Then. We would go to uh, live events and we actually heard from the, the, the uh, old HR ladies that they thought our, you know, we'd ask why, why do you like our show? And they say, well, because you, you're authentic because you know, you're genuine and I'd say, okay, so how do you know we're genuine? Well, because you cuss. And yeah. I told Joel, it's, it's out of the bag. Now we are going to be who we are probably drop more F bombs than we normally do. But overall, I think there was that in itself, just to say, be who you are, be yeah. genuine, say what you feel, whether you're wrong or right, it doesn't fucking matter, right? Yeah, a lot, of it, a lot of it was born out of just Chad and I spending time at, at bars and talking shop in the industry and like saying, why don't we just put a mic in front of us and record right. this shit and put it out there? And that's essentially what the show still is. Yeah, and that was of- exactly what we said in like 2007 when we started the first one. I mean, I... I, I found uh, somebody shared one of the first podcast screenshots or something like that. And that's exactly what it said. If two guys sat down at a bar at a conference, what would it sound like? Yeah. Dad and cheese. Yeah. That's sort of what you, we were going for, Pete. So we said the exact same thing when we started. We said two guys in a conference room just talking shop. Yeah. I think originally we thought, let's like, we just didn't drop F bombs. So F bombs is the way to get more fuck, 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 fuck. All right, good. We got traffic now. Yeah, so it's a it's a so, cursed show. So, are you guys going to stay in the HR, the software <laughs> vertical? I mean, are you going to expand out? Like, we got Jason to help us out with marketing. We got Carney with finance. We might bring a legal guy on. You guys do some consulting on the side. You think you're going to branch out, or are you going to stay to what you know your focus? I mean, we we have. I, I think the world of work touches everything. Right. And and that's the thing is that we in town acquisition, we don't focus on workforce economics. We don't focus on the actual numbers on how we as the machine of an entire organization actually impact the organization's bottom line. So, I mean, we bring on we have a, a Columbia professor 
uh, of economics who actually has come on and has done two, two interviews with us. Uh, Cindy Gallup, who is known incredibly well throughout the marketing, throughout the marketing space. I think we need to have broader discussions about what talent actually is because we have totally as an industry shoehorned ourselves into a little bitty area and we're happy with that. And that's total fucking bullshit. We are everything. We are the engine of this goddamn economy until we stand up and grow a set of nuts. It's not going to, we're not going to do anything more. Right. So I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that we can, we can like say that we're not going to go different areas because they all touch talent. I keep trying to get them into fantasy football, but it's, it's not going to happen. I don't think it was, it was really eye-opening for us to go to a, a marketing conference a few years ago and have every CMO and CEO go on stage and say, our people are our most important asset. And then ask them about their recruiting and, and them not knowing shit about what the hell they're doing with recruiting. So to us, there was a real disconnect with what leadership was saying and what the reality was. So to Chad's point, the more we can build a bridge to multiple uh departments of a company and the the c-suite i think we're doing everyone a service by doing that let's be honest though that is a cop-out when somebody says our brand is our differentiator or our people is a differentiator people are you know <laughs> that means you don't have the company doesn't have a differentiator in their products typically uh, overall brand brand gets worn out over time so you don't yes, have that yes. differentiation for a long time and people get worn out over time well, too almost yeah. every ceo will say it's our people it's yeah. our customers, and then it's our shareholders. And that's you know is bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> it's got to be product. We got to have some sort of difference in the product. You have to tie to revenue. It, yeah. When you're talking internally, of course, I'm going to say, you are our most valuable asset, the people. <clears throat> yeah. But the reality is the product and the messaging has to be the most, and that's why the people work there. The people work there so they can make money. Not if, because if, there might not be a product without people. Well, Agreed. I totally agree. But that product and, be and the question is, okay, so in many different areas, you have how many jobs open and what does that actually cost per day to the bottom line? If you're not uh -huh. selling, if you have sales positions, if you have customer yeah. service positions, if you have, how does all of that actually impact your bottom line, right? Oh, yeah. First off, not to mention, as Joel had talked about CMOs, it's a total blind spot for CMOs because we have a shit candidate experience that those candidates could easily be leads for a product that you're not going to sell them or you're they're not going to yeah. fly in your airline or they're not going to use your product or your service or whatever it is cmos aren't looking at talent they're not looking at applicant tracking systems process methodologies anything like that and they should be this should be more of a holistic conversation and it's just not and I blame talent acquisition because we need to push the ball forward because nobody's going to do it for us. Yeah. I mean, I think people are the most valuable asset. Yeah. I'm just saying differentiation. It's not people. It's got to be your product or technology or something else. You know, um, one, but yeah, I totally guys, agree. I think, talent, I think talent acquisition, I think, I think HR is taking a back seat and, and uh, they should be on the front seat. Uh, for a lot of the stuff, because that's how you're going to get people excited about your product. You might have a great product, but when you bring people in here, they might already be looking for a job right away because they don't understand what they came in for. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, what my, the first thing I just thought of in terms of when, when we were talking about CMOs don't think about 
about the employee experience and the and the recruiter experience. You know, the last two roles I was in, um, not it's not that we didn't focus on that, but that's not the directive from the owner, the board, whatever. And I think there's a huge opportunity for you two guys to talk to um, private equity firms and and venture capital firms to say, listen, you have these playbooks for the different functions of a business. And inside that marketing playbook should also exist this uh, employee slash culture. And that, that circle overlaps with human, human resources, because every job I look at, talk to about CMOs, it's, Demand gen, product marketing, and brand. And brand never intersects with with human capital. And so I, I think there's there's a blind spot for CMOs, but CMOs are also put in a lane where they're said like this is how we're going to measure your success. And it's on it's essentially it's demand generation. And so you know maybe that means I got to put someone on my team who cares about that. But I think there's a huge opportunity there for you guys to to invite CMOs on the show and to, and to get that conversation started with private equity firms and things too, because they're just not, that time is not, it's a blind spot, but nobody's spending time on that. Yeah. It's well, like an another, afterthought. Another, another great interview. <clears throat> we had Ellie Doty from, uh, she's now the CMO of Burger King. She was the, the CMO I, I heard of, that one. It was of great. Chili's. Uh, we, we've we've started that we've had those conversations and we just need to push it further. It just can't stop. And yeah. I think, Employer brand professionals, they, they feel like they're so much different than regular mm-hmm. marketing and, and, and they are to, to an extent because they're so much, the, the experience is so much different than going and buying a Yeti cooler online, transactional <laughs> versus something that actually right. matters. It has more of a deeper emotional meaning when you're going to work for somebody uh, 40 hours a week, weekends, blood, sweat, and tears, those types of things. So th- there's a, more of a tie than a transaction. But being able to actually connect that into, well, can we sell more coolers if we're actually treating people better on the candidate side? We saw that Virgin Media lost, what was it, $6 million? At least that's what they could find because they were treating their candidates like shit. And yeah. those individuals were just like saying, screw you, I'm going to go to your competitor. Right. Yeah. 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 They're customers, right? The, these people are all customers too. And so you have yeah. to have this view of, I got to, I've got to care about this in a way that I'm not used to caring about it. Yeah. And then, and then, and then measure it, like make it important by putting a measure on it or something. Well, Chad mentioned Yeti and, and they were on stage with us at uh, the conference that we, we attended and go apply to a job at Yeti and tell me if at the end of it, you feel like you got the Yeti brand experience. Nope. And I'm sure you can guess that you don't get the Yeti mm-hmm. brand experience. when you Isn't go. That well, well, Joel asked Bill Neff, he was like, when's the last time you applied for a job at Yeti? And he's like, yeah. I never have. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's an afterthought. And, and if, turn it to and the if, recruiters if, and say, "Go find me people," and then they get mad when the recruiters can't find them. Yeah, and then and then when the, when the CMO realizes that that they're getting a million applies a year, they go, "Maybe I should pay attention to the apply process because a million people are touching our brand." You should have heard the gasp in the room when uh, a Lynn Bailey from Intel actually said they receive over a million uh, applications, not visits, applications a year, the CMOs in the room were like, <gasps> like, 
how are we not a part of yeah. that? You know, how many how do Yeti we not coolers understand? could we sell to those million people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's always, you, that, that is a great point there, Joel, that there's always been an opportunity. If someone is applying to your job and you're a retail brand, you, that should also be an engagement period to sell them say, Hey, while you're waiting for us to give you an answer, yeah. here's a free Yeti uh, trinket and here's a coupon to get 20% off. Yeah. No one thinks of that. Yeah. We, we, we tried to push that at Cribble. Joel's always pr- pushing free Chipotle or free Taco Bell. I mean, he's. Yeah, it'd be yeah. so easy to email him a coupon. Right? Yeah. Like, thanks for coupon. taking your time to apply. Have a free have a free burrito. I remember when we tried that. I think we tried it at Chipotle. And, and, and I believe the CMO was like, no, they didn't want it. And we're like, why not? Because then we'd be able to track how much value we were bringing outside of the application process and be able to put it. I think that's the reason why, because they did, they knew then we'd be going, if you want to keep that program going, you got to pay us some money. Yeah. Um, we, we know the guys at Chipotle now, and I can almost guarantee you they would do that. They would do it now. Yeah. 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 Well, and I yeah, think I'm things, have, you know, Chipotle. advanced, there's a lot of convert, there's a lot of convergence in, in the C- I think the C-suite potentially thinks of themselves as a team more than ever now. Right. So there's a little bit of convergence and I understand people who apply are my, are my customers. And if I do coupons and like, there might be a little more understanding about yeah. that. It might be easier to do in today's world. Yeah. Too. And there's, there's technology now that's beyond print out a coupon. It could be like, yeah. show this QR code. That's right. But they track, you know, the actual person. Look at so, Joel talking yeah. about QR codes. Oh. They're back, baby. <laughs> They're back. The pan- they are pandemic, back. They the are. pandemic has raised Save them the from QR the grave. Yeah. That's right. They are. That's right. So why, so why are we doing why are we doing podcasts? Why aren't we fixing everybody's user experience? Why aren't they hiring us all? Let's go. Because yeah. what Jamie said, nobody wants to do it. It's been in our Why? Wheels. I don't know. They just want to embrace the suck. So what do you want to do? Have a podcast on how to send coupons to job yeah. applicants? <laughs> that's a that's not a lot of shows. Do a series. <laughs> Maybe two. Do, do a series, have your code rebirth for series. it. You'll be good. Yeah. 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 There, I mean, there's a hundred pain points that company suffers. The two, you got to get the two or three that they're really all talking about. This yeah. is something that they're not all talking about. I'd like right. to see some of the more popular marketing podcasts try to embrace recruiting and that whole process and how they can use mm-hmm. marketing to improve it. I don't see any of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's always how do I make my SDR team better, right? Yep. Like, so let's actually yeah. how talk do I about get more out of my different. Facebook ads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a huge. Thing. Is that a good and, one, and Pete? That that got Pete's tip. Funny he's he's still on mute. He just goes on he mute. Keeps all the mu- time I don't know right why now. he's muting himself. <laughs> he's in he's Minnesota. Is there, is there really fires head. burning? He's so shy. What's going on? Elk. I got. I got to keep ducking. I mean, seriously. I want to mute him all the time, but he's doing it himself. Yeah, it's no fun that way. Yeah, Carney. So, all right. So we don't. We want to do podcasts. We don't want to get a team together. I think this would be a great advisory board to, uh, you know, put out a task. You know, in case anybody wants to suck less, we are the masters <laughs> of sucking less. I will say that in terms of podcasts, uh, you know. None of us are getting the $100 million Joe Rogan buyout. So to to understand what you actually want from doing a podcast is really important because if your mission doesn't sync up with your energies and resources, then don't do it. And I I think a lot of people just start a podcast and not know, why am I doing this? What's the end goal? Do I want to make money? Do I just want to build my brand? Do I just want to have shits and giggles? Like know that before you start a podcast. 
I, yeah. You, you said it earlier and uh, consistency, because I think with podcasts now, you're getting into somebody's routine. They're going to listen to you at a certain time in your life. And if you're not consistent getting them up and you miss that routine, uh, they're going to go somewhere else. Number two, uh, the quality of the sound I know is ours sucks, but it's like, if I get the quality, right, then I'm going to miss a, a time or two. So we got to get better at that. And then the content. Okay. We we've exhausted what we have. Then we get people like you or, you know, guests to come on because our market is people that just got plopped in a role. Nobody's spending time to train anybody and they want to, you know, get, get some advice. So hopefully, you know, there's always going to be somebody new out there. So hopefully we can get that little, little niche and then maybe join you for a kickoff one time once everybody gets their shots. Everyone gets their shots. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I got mine. I get number two today. Wow. Oh, oh have fun. I, I felt like I got slapped on the ground. Yeah, everybody says two. that. Yeah, it, was, it was a rough 24 hours. Now I felt great. But Yeah, yeah. which one did you get? Did you get Pfizer? You got two Johnson uh, & Johnsons. Oh, I got two Johnsons. No, I I'm, had, I'm asking uh, about the shot. I'm yeah, asking about the shot. Two, uh, Moderna. Moderna. Okay, Pete's talking about the shot. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said Johnson's. But I was like, I was. It sure. felt. It felt. It was. It was. It was rough. Yeah, I miss that. For, Moderna or Pfizer? Moderna. Moderna. Okay. That yeah, one's Pfizer here. Yep. Yep. No, Pfizer. it's not. Here's here's what I noticed. Depending where you get it, people are complaining they can't find it. People schedule the times and then they don't show up. So you have to just keep yeah. calling every day to get it. And then uh, for the counties, at least in, in Illinois, what I saw, the first shot I got was from volunteers. And the second one was from the National Guard. It seemed to me the National Guard had a little bit better together. How than did, the, How than did the we volunteers. go from feeling like shit to National Guard and keep calling people? I missed uh, the transition the there. Getting the shot. Well, well, get your get your shot so we can get together to go out and hang out, and I can personally bribe you with two bottles of booze. I feel like I feel I'm like we're all, use I think we're, all on, else. we're all on track to get vaccinated. I don't think I need to call the National Guard. Yeah, I, think I'm good. <laughs> I call. Well, I mean, if you personally, if you personally call the National Guard, they're I probably going to not take that call seriously. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I well, call my guess. I can't wait another nine months to do this. Uh, <laughs> they're yeah. throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall right now. Yeah. I think Seems like they're desperate Google, to grow. Google's the X factor. Yeah. They've always been the place. What was that the first time around? Google base. Google base. Yeah, base. Google base. base. Are they all growing? Right. Is a, growing at all? The jobs? Is it really a, growing? There's actually a really good article by John Zapp, who I think we all know on the call mm-hmm. as a thoughtful uh, writer on this topic. And he has an article. He's a on, tender lover. He's, he has an article on, on AIM Group, which is a paywall. So he you got the Johnson & Johnson as well? Yeah, Johnson Johnson. Yeah, I, I knew that a thoughtful answer to a question was going to go off the track here. But um, <laughs> he, he has a thoughtful outline of, of Facebook and Google and what they've meant to the competition in, in our industry. And I'll just stop talking now because everyone's like, but, but no, I mean, but that's an important point, which is innovation happens when people get pushed from either they, they can, or they're scared by some, you know, somebody else doing it. And I think that is what effectively, that's probably what Google base did. Right. I don't know if they turned that into anything, but it scared the shit out of everybody and everybody started shoveling money into product development and trying to do other 
trying to do things that didn't exist until now. I mean, vertical searches here and no click, yeah, yeah. no, no click searches here. And people yeah. are suffering less traffic. And who I forget who we talked about or talked to the other day, and they probably don't want us to mention their name anyway, but uh, the number of clicks and traffic to the site oh, yeah. uh, is shit. And part of that is the economics of the, of the world right now. But part of it is uh, you go to Google, you look at jobs, you don't have to click anywhere until you apply. Right. So people are just browsing on Google and not going to any job sites until they actually mm -hmm. apply. And they're learning that I can just apply to the corporate website and Google's just one of the sites that I go to. I don't know. It's just behavior has changed. And I think we're all trying to figure out, has it changed for good? Is this a temporary thing? How do I evolve? And like Chad said, with throwing spaghetti at the wall, that's what Indeed's doing. It's like mm -hmm. Indeed Flex, Indeed Prime. Uh, what else can we launch that might yeah. be a thing? Because it's crazy. I feel, business. Like, I feel like nowadays job boards are just buying from job boards. Yeah, it's arbitrage. Like you, you click on it. It's all yeah. arbitrage. You that's click on any job years. and you get reconnected. I know it's been, but it's yeah, even more so now. You click on a job so on LinkedIn, it goes to ZipRecruiter, yeah. well, probably through the, an interchange. Yeah. Plus now, I mean, there's there's a there's a whole spam industry of, I'm going to get my shit on Google for jobs, mm -hmm. and I'm not even a real thing. Yeah. And I know that's been, that's historically, but it's it's so easy now to get content on Google for jobs. Yeah. And just be, you know, jobs, joelsjobs.com and start getting yes. traffic and getting profile information and everything right. that 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 goes into that and no one is really talking about that and they probably should well and there's a ton of budget out there right now that can't be spent through uh programmatic vendors because the clicks aren't happening yeah the the, the mm. traffic's not happening so therefore there's budget just laying there ready to be spent unfortunately it it, it won't be because you need the traffic to be able to get when do, you, it get when do you guys think the great rehire is actually going to occur because I, I feel like everyone talks about how our economy is going to bounce back so fast and so quick when and they've been the, talking the, about that now for four or five months i feel like the only people it's bouncing back for is sales because people need more sales herd immunity and the government checks running out mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's but, true and paying government people, checks running paying out people something thing. that's more of a living wage. I mean, here we go. At this here point, we go. At <laughs> Come this on, point, gosh. At this point, if you take a look at trying to to pull people back in, like Joel was saying, they they have checks, and why go back to a shitty fucking job that pays me twelve bucks an hour? I mean, why or ten bucks an hour? I mean, why go back to that fucking job? There's no reason to, although. We, we actually talked to uh, Seth Fight from Spectrum this morning at Charter Communications, and mm -hmm. they raised their minimum wage to $18. Next year is going to be $20, right? That, is, that in itself is going to drive people to say, I, I want those types of positions. Those are careers that I, that I want to be associated with. Yeah. Inflation, I, small business. I agree. By the way, the, the whole minimum wage is kind of it's really, if you look at the population that was getting paid minimum wage, it was like 3% of the population. It's usually kids. Well, usually, dude, minimum most wage of the people get that entrance wage. I know, but cents. most of those people were getting paid double that within six months at working at any of those companies. It was usually there for like college kids that were getting summer jobs. But that's not our, that's not how you we know. do business in America anymore. That was right. back in the days when we actually had manufacturing. We don't have that yeah. shit anymore. 
that's all outsourced, right? That was days long past. That was 80s trickle down economics and NAFTA fucked us, okay? Now we have individuals who are grown people who have to work part-time jobs getting paid 10 to 12 fucking dollars per hour to try to make sure that the kids get fed. This is not that time, Jamie. It is not that time. So we have to understand that we have to take care of our people so that they are not just keeping their head above water. Not all of them are. We, we have to make sure that they're, they're being taken care of. You, you guys are the HR experts. So uh, what percentage of the businesses out there are small businesses? 85%. Yeah. Yeah. But still there, there are a lot of those. And, and, how, and how are they going to pay those people? Well, here's, I'm going to say this very easily. If you cannot pay a living wage, you do not deserve to be in business. Period. Fuck off. Oh, that I'm using that. Yeah, that, that, that is total bullshit because people say, well, I just can't meet my margins. Well, guess what? You're a shitty business owner. You know how many small businesses, going back to my radio days, how many small businesses I went into to try to talk to them about radio advertising? They knew nothing about business. They knew about crocheting or making wax candles or whatever the fuck it was, but they knew nothing about business and they were shit and they went out of business in, you know, 18 months or what have you. That's the problem. Not to mention when the government starts feeding these businesses that are shit in the first place money, that's, I I don't agree with that. I think the people should get the money and then true capitalism means they will spend it where the where they deem necessary that's how business grows we don't feed it to a bunch of businesses that are shit in the first place uh joel and chad uh we got poach is it pochio is Is that what Connie said pochio that's pochio poach.ai assholes (laughs) (laughs) that's funny all right i said poach.io and it was poach.ai just quick, let's give you a little plug. I'm sure that helped. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get new servers to handle the traffic on this show. <laughs> get ready. Call call AWS. Here it comes. Here comes the flood. Right. The most dangerous podcast. Uh, Chad, you got anything going on? You know. Yeah. Thank so you for your if, service if, again. If you you're more than welcome. Uh, if you are in marketing, check out the most kick-ass podcast that just actually launched last week. It's called Cult Brand Secrets. Uh, the on-stage content uh, of the, the, the cult gathering, which actually happens uh, at a very magical area in a castle at the foothills, uh, or actually base of the, the Canadian Rocky Mountains in Banff. Uh, the experience is amazing. The content is the best content. Uh, number one Forbes rated must attend business event in the world. Uh, we've got that podcast just launched last week. It's called Colt Brand Secrets. It's kick-ass. Take a look at it. Colt Brand Secrets. Okay. And it's uh, chadcheese.com, right? To get some yep. more of this brilliance. Okay, great. Yeah, and and Pochio. Nice. And Pochio. Pochio. All right. I need to go see where Pochio goes. <laughs> yeah, you better get that right now. I love Pochio. I love it. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to the Sassholes. On behalf of Jason, Jamie, and myself, Pete, we thank you for listening and ask you to please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Smash the like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. If they're not listening, we can't help. Cue the non-copyrighted music. Looking good, man. You going to church after this? <laughs> Letter Day Saints. You like that? Whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. I don't judge. Hey, man, you're in Indiana. We got to yeah. talk about that. Well, <laughs> we got to talk about that. Oh yeah, it's on my list. I don't know if it'll make the uh, cut, but uh, how, how do you get two white guys? One's a veteran. In Indianapolis, it appears to me you guys lean left and are, and are woke. How did that happen in Indiana of all states? So, yeah, Chad is way more the wokester uh, than I am. <laughs> um, I'm a Republican. I'm just, I'm just the old school Republicans. Like I'm a. Yeah. I'm a Jack Kemp, Reagan, Bush, Dole, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Republican. I don't recognize the idiots that are in there now. I just, <laughs> I know there are a few that are still carrying the torch. Yeah. Um, but man, Trump has totally hijacked the whole party. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, Ch- I think Chad. Do- Chad doesn't have any feelings on that. Nothing. He, he Nothing said, else. "How do?" How do a couple wokesters, wokester liberals have a podcast from Indiana? And I'm like, well, Chad and I are a little bit on the spectrum. Different, but <laughs> on the spectrum, but a little I bit. thought you were talking about politics. <laughs> well, we got to we we find about a whatever. We got to find it. Hey, man, it's my dime, my dance floor. We got an hour to figure out how we get people to listen to this. So I called... Uh, yeah, this Jesus doesn't look did. like this doesn't look like the guy that was on our last show. <laughs> <laughs> he lost about twenty years and ten pounds. I don't know. Well, it's this nice stash here. Are we drinking? Are we all drinking? Oh, absolutely. Fuck what you guys are doing. I'm drinking. Good. You're the only one. No one else has a beer, right? I don't, I don't care. Uh, Jason Ferrara, say say hello to these two fine individuals. Holy shit! Hey guys. Jason, you remember me? I do. I do. <laughs> He's a dick, isn't he? Do you remember inter- our, our interview 12 years, 13 years ago? 13 years ago? That's a long fucking time ago. I visited the Career Builder headquarters, and I interviewed you and... Uh, uh, Castellini? Richard? Yeah. 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 That was a long time. Was that 13? See, first of all, I don't feel like it's been that long ago but if it has it, it would have been around it would have been 2008 i feel like oh god which is Why? when you were yeah, that ahead. was that was not the the most fun we've ever had at career builder in 2008 i can tell you that it, it's gone it's gone plus i've gone through a lot of therapy since our last time 
I'm glad we could salvage 30 seconds of that first show. Well, do you do you feel better after raking me over the coals last time? Uh, I felt like you've got yeah, rid yeah. of a lot of demons. I did, and then we <laughs> then we went through the election stuff, and then you know I had these questions because Jamie's on here now. He has his yeah. Can you hear me or no? Uh, no. Yes. Please, please put no. your Elton Can't John glasses you. on. Can you hear me? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. I was going to say, you guys weren't hearing me. I guess my microphone was on mute. Jamie from the Midtown Manhattan office there. Yeah, you like it? I'm really just standing. (laughs) If I I pulled back, you'd realize how pathetic this setup is. (laughs) No, your Wi-Fi has improved over the past nine months, I'll say. In the last last two weeks. Ever since you started climbing up that pole, it's really worked out well. You're climbing on the pole now. Okay. Yeah, and of course. Are you you dancing? Because that's where you make the real money. Climbing doesn't get you all. Uh, sliding makes you more of the money, right? Is that <laughs> Joel? Would know. He's, he's, he's into that. We're gonna have to release a bootleg no under you know basement version that just gets passed around by people. Yeah, well, I think it can't go mainstream. No. All right. The question that I ask these guys, Carney, is how do you get two white guys from Indianapolis? One's a veteran. How do you get them coming across as leaning left and uh, and being woke? How does that happen? I just wanted to know. That's really the question you asked them? I apologize. That's really <laughs> get get, get and, used to that. Hey, let's get them on the show to ask because them a really... No, nothing draws interest more than politics. Yeah, <laughs> politics and white people talking about uh, white politics and yeah. wokeness. Five white dudes talking yeah. about hey, yeah. this Okay, white dude that's is, the answer. Let's move on. Let's talk about birth control. <laughs> what, what a woman should do with her own body. Should, Let's talk about that. We should be that. talking about uteruses. I think, right. I think, I think your parents should have should have t- tried it. So anyways, so I'm think, in mini- <laughs> Go ahead. You were going to say so anyways. No, man, I'd just say. Animosity, man. Let let go. Like Oprah said, forgiveness is the greatest gift you can give yourself. You're in Minnesota? I'm in Minnesota right now. I I came up here with uh, some hot dogs and marshmallows, and I'm waiting for the party to start. Let's go. Hot dogs and marshmallows. Are you in a car again, Pete? Have you been in a car since yesterday? Why is Jason here? See the voice of reason with you. Jason is a new sasshole. <laughs> oh, I don't. We know. have three sassholes. Wow. And Jason uh, was mean, added yesterday. We had a podcast, and it was hysterical because Jason just started at a new job, and uh, we had a guy reach out to us who wanted to be on our podcast, and we said, "Sure, why not? We'll invite anybody on." And they both get on the show, and it was uh, Jason was like, "Holy shit! I just had a conference call with this guy three hours ago." <laughs> Yeah, we, we just met each other at the new company. Yeah, the, the guy who was on Sassholes yesterday to talk about uh, building messaging for uh, go-to-market and sales is consulting for the company that I just started working for, and and we met each other yesterday, <laughs> twice. And they both had no clue. Exactly. And he wasn't reaching no out. Clue. He wasn't reaching out to. Us to, so, to get into Sassels because when he reached out, Jason wasn't even at that company or what, what the company you're at. Now. Yeah, so I, you know, P- Pete and Jamie uh, invited me to participate when I was in uh, job search mode, and um, now I have a job, but I'm I like it so much that I asked for now to stay, and they said so yeah. we can talk about snag a job. I mean, Joel, I said to you that you know that um, carousel game of applying to jobs works in the retail. You were like, you're nuts. 
um, I think on one of your texts. Uh, I responded okay. said, the carousel. It, I called it the carousel, but it was like worth. I think snag a job applies to your job on your behalf. Oh, the like ladder. That. No, ladders. Yeah. And I said, it would work at snag a job where they're just looking for heartbeats. Because at that point, you're just, you should just be able to say, I'm looking for a job within walking distance because I don't have, I'm, I'm working retail and I don't really have transportation methods. Apply to anything in retail in a certain area. But it doesn't work across the board. It can only work in that. Oh, no, they don't have internet up there, do they? Hey, Hi, how you doing? We have a guest caller. We heard you. I'm also. so confused right they got, now. They got lakes. They just don't have internet. No, we just had a, there's a small gathering outside of our house. (laughs) Pitchforks and uh, tiki's, tiki torches. Hold hold on, before we get into it, I think, Joel, you should, uh, you should make up for yesterday. I think you should come back with something so I can post it, or you can, uh, there was a small clip that was used from the last time we got together. Oh, yeah. That was cute. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. No, I... You got anything to say, Joel, or you still let it go? <laughs> well, I said it on the first time, and then you dumbasses couldn't publish it. So why should I <laughs> comment now? Okay. So it's it won't get published it's... again. I, I, I understand I hurt your feelings. I understand that you're a sensitive, sensitive. guy. He's sensitive. And I okay. shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah. poke the bear. Uh, you know, I, I, I no, think you you're a better person okay. for it. You should put the bear. No. Okay. What doesn't yeah, kill you bear. makes you stronger, and I think right. I made you stronger. And he's oh. an asshole too. I'm. Anyway, all right. I don't know. This, I'm, dude, I'm that's a, bummed this is, out. I missed the first. This is the first. This is one. over a dec- This is over a decade ago. This, <laughs> these are scabs that are a decade old. Yes. What, these what ones are scabs. Do? These you ones got are it out of your system. I'm past it. I'm past it. He's, he's a scab collector. Wounds are deep. Oh, yeah, cat. I'm an asshole. You keep sending I, me whiskey. I'll let you call me whatever you want. <laughs> hey, for two bottles of whiskey, that's that's worth the price. Well, you called right. me an asshole so many times, I've never gotten a bottle of anything. <clears throat> You're on beard. the pole. Yes, because I'm sliding up and down the pole. All right. <laughs> so, Pete, why don't you leave since... Yeah, whatever. Well, how about okay? So if that's if that's if that's Joel's uh, comeback, all right, we'll use that. Uh, You want to use any intro there, like hi, Chad and Cheese? I'm on this professional podcast. Uh, Are we recording uh, yet? Yes, we record all the time. (laughs) I was given two bottles of whiskey to come here. Have any listeners? Like, what are the metrics on this show? And you're and you're interrupting my beer. What are we talking about? I need a beer after ten minutes on this show. Three listeners a day. That's cool. That's our match. What time zone? Me, Jason, and Pete. The majority of people that listen to our show are 25 to thirty-six year olds. Um, that are like new in management and stuff like that. So we're talking. Wait, is that is that your you... elevator pitch after yesterday, Carney? No, that's not my elevator <laughs> pitch. I was giving them the info. I was we not had an elevator pitch shift. yesterday. Yeah, Look, I got a right Are these marketers? Are these like uh... mainly sales guys, sales leaders? But they're all sales, over. finance, mar- marketing we guys. Like, what, to... like Joel, think about this. Like, what's the bullshit role of HR? We talk about hey. Don't go to HR with all your problems because they're there to protect the company. You know, sort of make people aware of like really how the corporate world works. And that's typically what we do when we bring on guests. 
We have, so we've had guests. People, listen, listeners rely on you two to tell no. them how the corporate no. world really works. No. Do, do the opposite of what we say. Okay. Do the opposite. Right. This business is messy. So if you feel uncertain, don't worry. Kids out there, first-time leaders, listen to our mistakes. Do the opposite. That's all. Yeah. Hey, Carney. It's a pitch. What? Not the it's best pitch, pitch, but it's a pitch. <laughs> hey, Carney. Pitch. What? It's a thing. Carney. What? Did you know that five fourths of the people out there admit they're bad with fractions? After time. All right, we'll get this thing Good going. One. Yeah, it's nice one. That's yeah. a nice one, Pete. No fake laughter from uh, Ferrara. You're not going to help. I laughed. I was. I was laughing. Do I have to go that. to an old show to cue, cue the laughter. All right, get my laugh. Track. Yes, just the sound yeah, track would be fun. This is okay. taped in front of a studio audience <clears throat> of five. Yes. Uh, how about this? Hi, this is Chad and Cheese. Pete's a great guy. You're listening to Sass or something like that. How do you like to introduce the baddest guy in HR? What's that line? I forget. Uh, I'm Chad. And I'm Cheese. And we are the Chad and Cheese podcast. HR's, HR's most, most dangerous. dangerous. We talk about topics around recruiting. You should listen if you're Pack. interested. Pack. Or find out more at Cheese.com or search at Cheese Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are on the Sasshole Show today because whiskey. Two bottles. Good reason. Good I still reason. need my bottle, by the way. This is bullshit. Oh, what? Did he give you any of that? That's We're in a pandemic, bottles. dude. That's, that's uh, Indianapolis rules there. I understand why Soash is the way he is. So I wonder why you're getting recruited by Hooters. Soash. That's a hot job in Indy. Hooters and uh, Costco. Hooters that's and Indy. Take us your chin there, Joel, so we can get the uh, screenshot. Punch my chin. Come on, you know what There you go. There you go. Kapow. All right. Oh. What is this like? Can everybody punch their chin now? No. There we go. I'll punch my chin. All right. No. All right. That'll, I'm sure that'll make it. <laughs> Jimmy Carney, thoughts? My real thought here is you guys are from Indy. When I was driving through Indy, what the hell's up with White Town and Brownsburg? <laughs> we have Brownstown, too. So yeah, I saw that. And Whiteland's. And white you guys and want to white talk white. about woke? That's not woke right there. Yeah, this is Indiana, my friend. This is Indiana. So I drove not, through and I'm like, what the hell? I feel I felt dirty just driving through on that street. Yeah, just going to Florida. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> did the, did the, you know, back when it was created, all the whites say, no brown. And then Brownsburg said, no whites. <laughs> I was like, this next, is great. Next, next time I need fireworks, I'll come by and say hi to you guys. Little, little, known, little known fact about Indiana. There, there used to be a Berlin, Indiana. And after World War I, they changed the name to Independence, Indiana. So we can change. Well, Illinois is just as bad. You know Illinois. Uh, when I was in high school, Illinois had P- uh, a school called in Peking, Illinois called Peking High School. They were called the Chinks until like 2002. My brother-in-law went to that high school. Did he really? Yes. The dragons. The they Chains said the it dragons. was the, um, they believe at the time that it was uh, directly through the globe where Peking, China was, which I guess it's <laughs> not even close. Hmm. But that was the reason why it was called Peking. But it was the Peking. Where, uh, 
That's where Jeff Tweedy went to school. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Jeff really? Tweedy lives a block from me, by the way. Huh. Local. Well, yeah. You come down on Halloween, he hands out CDs. Pleasant. Say say hi to his say hi to his wife Sue. Uh, she was my boss at the Cubby Bear back in the day. Really? Ooh, nice. I've met her. I, she, they don't know who I am. I, I just know who they are. They, that's true. They, my, my, that, that the late, 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 mid-late 90s, Pete? Yeah. No. I, I may have bought a beer from you at some point. No, no. I was there uh, 89 to 94. 94 was the baseball strike. I pieced out. Probably just missed you. Just missed me. Oh, I love that week. That week, I don't know, Pete, if you went to any of those shows that week that Lounge Acts closed many, many, many years ago. But that was a that was a hell of a week of some amazing shows in an incredibly I, tiny, tiny. I venue. saw Run DMC at the Cubby Bear. I saw Rage Against the Machine at the Cubby Bear. Holy from shit. Chicago, no, right? No way. No way. I let you in. And the Aphrodisiacs <laughs> for sure. Cubby Bear multiple times. Yeah, because you thought it was something else. We're at time. We're going to keep going? I mean, this is great stuff. I just really. had a kid go. come in and start screaming, I d- so I might have to. I... Guys, thank you. Thank you we again. Out. Well, we're... we out. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Let, let me go leave my five-star review now. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank I'm going to go check out Pochi. I'll be right back. Peace out. <laughs> see, you in, see, see you in nine months.